0: Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutton. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Here's a pretty shocking fact. Hundreds of millions of people behind the Iron Curtain are victims of vicious lies about the United States. Yes, communism continues to take the initiative in the propaganda war. We must not only stop the spread of communist influence among peoples that are still free, but we must also fight the tyranny of those it has already enslaved. The Crusade for Freedom, created by General Lucius D. Clay, offers each of us, as individuals, the opportunity to strike a blow for freedom. This blow can be struck through Radio Free Europe, an independent citizen-sponsored organization which broadcasts the message of democracy through the Iron Curtain every day. Hour after hour, it brings hope and truth to enslaved peoples, spiking lies and undermining the influence of red rulers. Radio Free Europe is a partnership of Americans and exiles of enslaved countries who broadcast to their compatriots in their own idiom. Join the crusade by contributing your truth dollar. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. Reams of copy have been written, mostly by men, about the joys and delights of a good cigar. Women mostly remain unimpressed, like the lady at 79 Wistful Vista, whose husband we hear from now.
1: Ah, just look at that, Molly.
0: Feast your eyes on it. Ain't that a beautiful cigar?
2: What's beautiful about it?
1: Well, the color, for one thing. Sort of combines the soft, gleaming beauty of old walnut with the gentle overtones of a Florida tan. Oh, my. And the fragrance. Oh, is this going to be fragrant. Your cigars always are. You never smelled an aroma like the aroma from this cigar, baby. It's not often I can clamp my claws on a gorgeous hunk of Havana like this. Fifty cents a copy is a little rich for old dad's blood. Fifty cents. Fifty cents. Who in that was foolish enough to spend 50 cents on that potential pile of ashes? And give it away after he got it. Mr. LaBelle, the manager of the furniture store's wife, just had a baby. So LaBelle's running out the smoke.
2: Is it a boy hey or girl?
1: Girl. Colorado Clara. Finest cigar I ever bit this. F- I
2: don't mean the cigar. I mean the baby. Oh,
1: I don't know. I forgot to ask. Hey, you got a match?
2: Right beside you on the coffee table. Oh. Although it doesn't seem right to light such a fabulous cigar with just an ordinary match. Oh, no, don't. Why don't you hold it out the window and wait for lightning to strike it?
1: Too uncertain. Well, here we go. Ah, this is truly delightful, my dear. Oh, Stick around and feast your nose on what a good cigar ought to smell like. Pull up a chair.
2: If it wasn't so cold, I'd pull up a window. Mm. The last time you smoked a gift cigar, the draperies faded, the goldfish died. Oh, I'd better move that poor parakeet.
1: It ain't often a guy gives me a heater like this one.
2: Come on, Bertie, we'll put you in the kitchen. Don't you worry. You'll
1: get used to these things. When I first married him, he smoked a pipe. Ah. Ah, there's nothing like the stench of a good cigar. Just look at the texture of that smoke, Molly. That's real quality.
2: My goodness, if it makes you that happy just to look at the smoke, why don't you... Come in.
1: Good afternoon, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hello,
2: Dr. Gamble. Come in.
1: Well, bless my soul, if it isn't the father of modern medicine, Dr. George Gamble, inventor of the Gamble method for stretching a simple tummy ache into an appendectomy. Watch the tree there. Oh. oh. Uh, Are you ever going to take that... Pardon me, but is somebody cremating an old toupee around here? <laughs>
2: That's McGee's cigar, doctor.
1: He knows. What brand of rhubarb is that, Furnace Face? What do you mean, rhubarb? This is a genuine fifty cent Colorado Clara Corona. Sure you don't mean kimono? <laughs> Smells like a scorched bathrobe.
2: Here, here.
1: I wouldn't worry about it though, Molly. I have a hunch he'll soon get tired of having hot ashes fall on his sweater and throw that thing away. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry about the ashes on this cigar, Lumpy. This is the kind of a stogie that I can smoke clear down to my back teeth without the ashes falling off in oh. it. Oh? Don't you know the better the cigar, the longer the ashes will hold on to it? Any 10-year-old corn silk smoker knows that, certainly. Then what do you want to make such stupid cracks for? Ugh. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can smoke the ashes 8 inches long on this cigar before they fall off.
2: That'll be a neat trick, all right. The cigar wasn't over 6 inches long to start with.
1: Yeah, it's an even neater trick when you consider that little Noisy hasn't seen 20 bucks in 40 years. Oh, is that the... I'll bet you 5 bucks, then. 5 bucks I can smoke the cigar till the ashes are at least 3 inches long without falling off. You made a bet, Pigeon. Let's see your five bucks. Show him five bucks, Molly. Huh. Well, here goes your next
2: month's allowance, Terry. Don't come begging me for 50 cents to go see Roy Rogers.
1: All right, fatso. It's a bet. Five bucks. Three inches of ashes. You hold our bets, Molly. Right, doctor. I'll drop by later and pick up the money. We'll see who picks up what money. This will be the pleasantest bet I ever won. Yeah, I'll see you later, sonny. And don't let anything jar those ashes loose. <laughs> <laughs> That dirty double-crosser. Did you hear him slam that door? Trying to make me jump and knock these ashes off. I'll show him who knows a good cigar when it's given to me and I'll win that bet.
0: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. There's an expression that goes, Don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And that's a very good expression to keep in mind now that income tax time is coming along. This year, there are approximately 58 million Americans who will be required to file federal income tax returns with the Bureau of Internal Revenue. First of all, there may be some doubt in your mind as to whether you file an income tax return or not. Well, everyone regardless of age who had an income of $600 or more during the past year is required by law to file an income tax return before March the 15th. Here are a couple of other points that may help you. Be sure your return is complete and accurate, and be sure you sign it. If it's a joint return, be sure the taxpayer and his wife both sign their names. And most important of all, be sure to file your income tax return early. If you're entitled to a refund, you'll receive it a lot sooner. Remember, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today, especially you taxpayers. (laughs)
1: Must be a full inch long already. Let me see. One inch out of three, that's a third. A third of five bucks is three and a five and two to carry. That's two and a three goes five. Two and three shucks. I should have made the bet for six bucks. Oh, you back, Molly?
2: Yes, I was just over at Mabel Toops', Dairy. I tried to hurry back, but you know how Mabel talks. Oh, I see you moved over to the Davenport.
1: Yep. Took me fifteen minutes to get from that chair over here, but I made it. You see, lying on my back like this, with the cigar straight up, the ashes are perpendicular. The pull of gravity is at right angles to the tensile strength and thus permitting the ashes not to fall. Very scientific. Mm -hmm.
2: I brought in the afternoon paper. You want it?
1: I can't handle it right now. Afraid to take my eyes off these ashes. What's in the paper? Anything?
2: Not much. It says Citizen X will be seen on the downtown streets again tomorrow and a large crowd is expected. Mercury,
1: boy! Doggone it, old-timer. Can't you come in here more quiet? You have to slam the door like that. You almost knocked the ashes off of this cigar.
0: Oh, you want them ashes knocked off, Johnny? Here, leave me have it. I'll knock them in the fireplace. No, no,
1: no, no, don't. Get away from me.
0: He
2: can knock them off, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, that
0: silly daughter. A big, strong boy like him can't even knock the ashes off a cigar. All oh, you gotta do is... Get away one from one. me, Dad, Raddiff. These ashes are worth five bucks. Five bucks? That little bit of ashes? Five dollars? Oh, that's right,
2: Mr. Old-timer. As soon as the ashes on that cigar get three inches long, Doctor Gamble will pay him five dollars.
0: Because kids, you've just made me a rich man. What? If Doc Gamble's paying five bucks for a little tablespoonful of ashes like that, I'm rich. What do you mean? I got a basement full of them. Been meaning to take them out for years, but I've got them. To... Yes, but now wait. I'm can't... rich. I'm rich, kid. Yeah, but wait a oh, minute. Oh, I can't talk now, Johnny. I'm going to run back to the grocery store, quit my job, kick the manager, and set fire to that dang truck. Now, wait. Then I'll start delivering ashes to Doc Gamble at five bucks a spoonful, and
2: yippee! I'm rich! Belinda. No, no, wait.
0: <laughs> the stupid. Of all
1: the stupid... The
2: ashes fall off?
1: <laughs> no. My gosh, every time that door slams, the house shakes like it was built on a plate of custard. (laughs) Lock that door, will you? Keep people out of here. You want
2: me to pull down the shades and hang a measles sign on the door? (laughs) That ought to I
1: just want a fair chance to win this bet, that's all. These ashes are delicate, Molly. Trucks going by, people slamming doors. Jeeves. what's that?
2: Oh, heavenly days a fire trucks. It's a fire, McGee.
1: Ah, yeah. oh, what a great cigar. This is the sweetest. Now watch it, Molly. Walk easy. You better tiptoe, Tootsie.
2: Yes, dearie. Is it all right if I exhale now? I've been holding my breath. Yeah, that's okay.
1: Where was the fire? Anything
2: burned? Mrs. Spradley's pork chops.
1: Hmm.
2: She got on the phone, forgot they were cooking, and one of the neighbors saw the smoke and turned in the alarm. Hmm. Luckily, the chops were insured.
1: (sighs) Ah, just look at them clouds of sweet blue smoke, Molly. Just smell that gorgeous aroma.
2: I think I'll go smell Mrs. Spradley's pork chops. Frankly, I'll be glad Hey, I did it.
1: I did it. Look, kiddo. I got it made. Call Doc Gamble quick. Look at them ashes. Three inches long.
2: Wonderful. Ah,
1: what a cigar. I told old Wiseacre I'd smoke this cigar. Come in.
2: Quietly,
1: Hmm. I'd have been here sooner to collect my bet, McGee. But I, well, for Pete's sake, look at that.
2: Looks like you lose your bet, Doctor. He he did it all right. I'll say I did. (laughs)
1: Look at that long puss, Molly. McGee, I didn't (laughs) think it was possible. No, pick up the marble, Sonny. You win. And knock those ashes off before they fall on your face and smother you. I'll knock them off when I get ready to, Patso. And hereafter, don't tell me I don't know a good cigar when it's given to me.
2: Knock the ashes off now, dearie. They'll fall all over the divan. I'll knock
1: them off later. I'm enjoying the cigar. you yeah, but... give me that butt. I'll knock them in the ashtray for you. And... No, no, no,
2: no. Let go of that cigar, Doc. You don't do Oh. Heavenly days. Now you got them all over everything. You too. What's the matter, Doctor?
1: Look at that cigar, Molly. What's that sticking out of the end of it?
2: Looks like a hairpin.
1: Oh well, what do you know? Mm. Who'd ever thought of finding a hairpin stuck in a cigar? Mm. A fifty-cent cigar too. My goodness, they ought to be more careful. Now, 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 look out, Doc! No, now you, you know, get your hands you, you off of me! Look, you stuck a hairpin in that cigar to hold those ashes. That's on. just a gag, Doc. Look out! You now. Now, you now. Think, now, let me out now! double crossing. Wait, you cheated too. You slammed the door. Look the out now! Why? Why?
2: Why?
0: Say good say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. More great radio entertainment awaits you tomorrow evening when you set your dial to the NBC radio network. You'll enjoy the laugh-packed Bob Hope Show as Bob brings you another of his typical topical monologues as well as a special guest star. Then in the musical department, you'll hear Margaret Whiting with one of the most popular songs in the land, accompanied by Les Brown and his band of renown. Then, right after Bob Hope Show, listen to Phil Harris and Alice Faye. It's a mirthquaking 30 minutes of music and situation comedy that will keep the chuckles coming from beginning to end. Phil and Alice have long been favorites of radio listeners from coast to coast, and you'll truly enjoy their programs each Friday evening on the NBC radio network. Also on Fridays, you can hear the quarter-hour programs of the ever-popular Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Each of these wonderful entertainers brings you 15 minutes of music to keep your feet a-tapping. Be sure to join us here at the NBC spot on your dial for the Dinah Shore Show and songs by Frank Sinatra tomorrow.
1: Who's on the phone, Molly?
2: Dr. Gamble. Uh Oh. Says the old-timer just dumped a truckload of ashes in the doctor's yard and left a bill for $5 a spoonful. (laughs) $80,000. Says do you know anything about it? What'd you tell him? I laid the receiver down and told him I'd call you. Uh
1: Well... You called me. Good night.
2: Good night,
0: all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee, and Molly program, transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Pibber, McGee, and Molly. This Saturday, enjoy Roadshow, an exciting new show on the NBC radio network.